BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is an EMT kit, and it's a special one that you cannot get, I think, maybe anywhere. I'm not positive. Here's a splint. You know, you hear that? But, but not only that, I have these sutures that are in here. Now, I know this kind of has a Frankensteinian uh, kind of thought to it, but think about it. If you're isolated, if there's a hurricane, there's an earthquake. Listen, I've been through both now, earthquakes and hurricanes, and I will tell you, you are isolated. And, and you call 911 and they'll say, uh, it has a, a ice compressed, instant ice. Now think about that. No electricity after an earthquake. No electricity after a tornado. No electricity after a hurricane. Half my neighborhood didn't have electricity. This is a chest seal. It's a vented chest seal. Obviously for a, a really bad uh, chest wound, there's a couple of those. Sleeve for taking your blood pressure. A stethoscope. I don't even know what you're listening for there, but I'll learn. But this blood pressure kit alone, you know, you should have on hand at your house. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is a special edition of the Ledger Report. former colleagues came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it. What advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of mis misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. That, ladies and gentlemen, should make any American's blood boil. Democrat, Republican, conservative, Marxist, everybody in between, should make your blood boil that our federal government can crush because they, certain people didn't go with the flow. Certain people became whistleblowers. Why do we have a whistleblower program? Why do we even have whistleblowing, which is supposedly protected in our federal government, when an agency has an ability to devour them, to crush them, as that gentleman said. What is the point of the whistleblower? Who's going to be a whistleblower? If you know, and these gentlemen detailed how the FBI, a.k.a. the federal government, came in and started attacking not only their personal items, but their families, 
their big, their, their greater families beyond their nuclear family, their residences, their entire lives are now affected by the FBI and whatever, ostensibly, whatever reason that they're coming down on these, I don't know if they're former employees or they're put on some sort of temporary uh, hiatus status, I don't know. It doesn't matter. These are Americans. And every American should be outraged that another American has sat there and said these, this agency, which is supposed to be working for the people, which has ostensibly the consent of the governed, right? In other words, we deem it okay that the FBI exists, that this American is being crushed by this agency because he has the gall to come forward and say, hey, you know what, somebody's doing something wrong. And all day long, of course, the Democrats on that panel, all they did was pick apart the story and attack the source, which is what they do. Oh, yeah, maybe there's a few bad apples they acknowledge and say, let's just move on. Well, we're not going to move on. This is a moment in time where we either fix it or it's over. We fish or cut bait right here, right now. And I'm going to put pressure on certain members of Congress that you like. I'm going to put the onus on them in just a moment. And I'm going to detail exactly how many employees we have in the FBI. Those employees are our employees. We pay their salaries. How many? Do you know how many people work for the FBI? Do you know how many people work for the DOJ? Together, both agencies combined, small army. Not a small army. It's a big army. It is a large-sized army of individuals that are being paid by us. And we have a gentleman coming forward here, multiple gentlemen coming forward saying, hey, the FBI is doing stuff wrong. And as a result of me coming forward saying, hey, the FBI is doing stuff wrong, I'm being attacked by the FBI, by the federal Leviathan, by the swamp. So what do we do with this information? What do we know exactly? We don't know everything that these whistleblowers are, are telling Congress, and, and, and that's fine at this point. Eventually, we, we need to know everything that they are detailing. We need to know everything, what's going on behind the scenes. But the bottom line is we are at a moment in time where we need to slash the FBI and the DOJ. I wouldn't... Frankly, you know, people would say this is radical. I think that we could eliminate the DOJ and the FBI, start from scratch. <gasps> Graham, you can't do that. What, what, what would happen? You know what would happen? I think we'd function just fine. I think we'd have some little bumps in the road. But I think state law enforcement would fill gaps. And I think we have other law enforcement on the federal level that would fill gaps too, by the way. What is the ATF? Why do we need the ATF? It's another story. But if we don't slash the FBI and the DOJ right now, it's going to be too late. We have five whistleblowers coming forward, not these gentlemen, these are other whistleblowers, have come forward now alleging wrongdoing by the Biden family in connection with their business schemes and corresponding cover-ups that have been going on. The FBI, apparently, number one, the FBI has evidence Joe Biden was involved directly with the business schemes. Now, remember... Joe Biden denied being having any knowledge whatsoever. But the FBI apparently has information 
damning to Joe Biden. That's number one. Number two, the FBI ignored Joe Biden's role in the Ukraine business dealings. Now think about all this, how Donald Trump was ostensibly impeached because of a phone call to the Ukraine. And we have Joe Biden getting rich because of his dealings with him and his son with these bad actors in Ukraine. And the FBI ignored Biden's role in all of that. That's two. Number three, Joe Biden's bribery allegations. Remember, there's all this dirt out there on Joe Biden, including getting money from the CHICOMs. That would be bribery because at the time he was vice president. He's being bribed by the CHICOMs. Pay to play, baby. And these Joe Biden uh, bribery allegations were flagged by the DOJ in 2018, but the allegations were ignored. Where have we heard this before? I'll tell you where in just a moment. This report out of Forbes. This is now wholly separate and, and, and individual, but maybe they're, they're, they're commingled in all this. I don't know, but this is a separate report. The FBI misused digital data surveillance tools nearly 300,000 times on U.S. citizens, including January 6th insurrection suspects and protesters in the 2020 Black Lives Matter um, incidents, according to a heavily redacted report obtained by multiple sources. So we have abuse of power at the FBI. This, again, reported in Forbes, as well as other publications. Out of the Epoch Times, the FBI conducted thousands of queries on digital data collected on U.S. citizens in 2020 and 2022, 2021 and 2022, despite having no warrant and no justification. So now we have the FBI, evidence of the FBI, just doing its thing, violating the Fourth Amendment, completely and totally obliterating the Fourth Amendment. No warrant, no probable cause. Just spying on Americans. You have a problem with that? Democrats, do you have a problem with that? Breitbart, the Durham report. Okay, now we go to the Durham report as we should because the Durham report is a roadmap to where we need to go. Senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor towards the information that they received, especially information received from politically affiliated persons and entities. Well, we know what this is alluding to. Why don't you just say it? They got... The Crossfire Hurricane was built upon a phony dossier built by the Clinton campaign. That's what this is saying. The Clinton campaign came up with a phony disinformation set of documents, lies about Donald Trump, salacious stuff. It got in the hands of the FBI. The FBI used that fake dossier as a basis for opening Crossfire Hurricane, which gave them the excuse to spy on Donald Trump and his campaign. Again, completely and totally obliterating the Fourth Amendment. This is, in a nutshell, what the Durham report is telling us. So where, where are we as a country now? Well, if you look at the totality of what just the few things that I mentioned here, the couple of minutes of stuff that I mentioned. We are staring at communist Cuba. It's not an exaggeration. We're staring at North Korea. We're staring at the old Soviet Union. We are looking at a police state, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, 
Congressman Gates is correct that the FBI, in a sense, has become the brown shirts or the Democrat Party, their own little hit squad. And that's something I've talked about for years now. But we have a federal agency that is out of control and is completely running amok of the United States Constitution. The evidence is overwhelming. So what do we do with the Durham report? Well, this is where I want to go. And I want this to fall on the ears of Jim Jordan. You remember Trey Gowdy, Jim Jordan? Remember Trey Gowdy and the testimony and the, and, and the hearing that we had with Hillary Clinton and all her stuff with Benghazi and how she abdicated her role and didn't care about those four Americans who were killed there. They were just following orders. They had no idea that this was going to go on. It was nonsense. We all know it was nonsense, that it was cover for Barack Obama and his problems. But we had Trey Gowdy there giving some great one-liners for the nightly news and for various sources. I used them. I used them on my program. And you said, yay, yeah, get him, Trey Gowdy, get him. And then about two years later, Trey Gowdy leaves Congress and has some fat job on Fox News and whatever. Just like Chaffetz. And so what did Trey Gowdy get us? Hmm? Jim Jordan, answer me. What did Trey Gowdy get us? Did he get us any convictions? You know, he's this prosecutor. He's a prosecutor. Did he prosecute? He wasn't in a position to prosecute, Graham. I know that. I know that. But what did, what did we get for that? Did we get Hillary Clinton behind bars? Did we get anybody held accountable for Benghazi? No. We got a bunch of sound bites. And right now, with this weaponization committee headed by Jim Jordan, I'm glad they're doing what they're doing, but now is time to close the circle. Otherwise, we're going to look back two, three, four years from now, we're going to say the same thing about Jim Jordan. Some great sound bites. You got some great sound bites. You went on there, you said the right things. Think Rand Paul here. I mean, we all support Rand Paul, right? Most of us do. But what has he gotten us? Where has he gotten us? Has he moved the needle at all in the constitutional direction? Or has he delivered us a lot of sound bites? Well, I can't think of a single item that he's moved the needle back in the constitutional direction, except a bunch of sound bites. But that hasn't moved the needle, has it? So we have the Durham report. And right now we have speeches and we have hearings and we have investigations, but we need action. So what do you do with the Durham report? Well, listen, this is a layperson speaking here, and I'm going to oversimplify it as a layperson. And maybe there are certain things that we can and cannot do that I'm going to suggest here. But it's a very simple process. You need to, as members of Congress, they need to go through the Durham report person by person. And with the help of, of legal counsel, Detail the criminal conduct. Okay? So the members of Congress go through the, the Durham report with a fine-tooth comb, but you want to do it on a personal level, person by person. Okay? So let's say you have an agent, Peter Strzok, who is not immune to prosecution, by the way. He'd be a great place to start. Who violated the law, in certain realms, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically now, let's say Peter Strzok violated the law, violated the Fourth Amendment. You can't go to the DOJ, can you? 
because the DOJ is highly political and it's going to cover up any anything bad that has to do with Biden, Obama, Hillary, or the Democrat Party writ large. But who is the victim in the Durham report? Well, it would be Donald Trump. Yes, you could say the American people, certainly. But specifically, Donald Trump was harmed. Donald Trump has had a residence in Florida for many, many years. It's called Mar-a-Lago. Primary residence was always in New York, but it doesn't matter. He's a resident of Florida, been a resident of Florida for decades now. So here is my suggestion, or some version of this, okay? Again, I'm not the fantastic legal mind that should be doing this, but someone's got to proper this out here. Somebody's got to go after criminal convictions here. You take these criminal referrals and you bypass the DOJ and you go to Ashley Moody. Who's Ashley Moody, Graham? Ashley Moody is the attorney general for Florida. That's right. You proffer criminal referrals to the attorney general of Florida because the crimes were committed against Donald Trump, a resident of Florida. Is it the right, is it the perfect jurisdiction? No, I know it's not. But what else are you gonna do? How else are you gonna get convictions? How else are you going to put teeth in the Durham report? Because the DOJ ain't going to do it. Some attorney general somewhere has got to do this. Think Alan Bragg in New York. Remember, the federal prosecutors didn't touch what Alan Bragg is now trying to affix on Donald Trump. You've got to play them and attempt to beat them at their game and their level, or they're going to beat you with experience. So criminal referrals... From the Durham report, specific people. And if you have to haul Durham to get those specific names, if he, if he redacted them or didn't include them in the report, you need to start tying the names to the crimes and then refer them to the Attorney General of Florida and then go for it. And then we'll see really what DeSantis and company are, are made of. And I, this is not a test for uh, Ashley Moody or Ron DeSantis. But... Each document, each, each abuse needs to be documented and the abuse of power eliminated. And I would put it to Congress on the Durham report that you need to eliminate the FISA court. Oh, Graham, you can't el eliminate the FISA court. Those are playing an important role in uh, terrorism, uh, counterterrorism. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll lose a, a, a counterterrorism tool, but we'll gain our Bill of Rights back because the, the FISA court clearly has been abused and clearly circumvents the Bill of Rights. And I believe in the Bill of Rights, and I believe that the FISA courts is a violation of our Constitution, and just no one has stood up and said that, and I think the Congress needs to eliminate the FISA courts. Now, so that's the Durham. To the FBI malfeasance as a whole, I believe you need to do what Elon Musk did to Twitter. Elon Musk gave Twitter a haircut of employees by about 90%. That's what I hear, that he eliminated 90% of Twitter's workforce and said to the rest of the people, hey, you're here to work hard. If you don't work hard, you're going to be gone too. Well, that's what we need to do. We need to do that to all the federal government, but we can start right with the FBI. And I would say Elon Musk cut 90% of the workforce and Twitter is still functioning fine. Let's start the FBI with 75% of the workforce gone. Do you know how many people work at the FBI? 
37,000, 37,000 employees of the FBI. So if you cut it by 75%, that leaves about 9,000. That's a lot. That's not a small number. You would still have 9,000 FBI employees, including many agents. And, by the way, I would cut salaries, starting with Christopher Ray. Whatever he's making, let's say he's making 200 grand, benefits and all that, I would slash it in half. Congress, are you listening? You have the power. Congress has the power of the purse. And this is gonna, would be a budget battle royal. I know that, I know, I'm not living in fantasy land. This would be during the budgeting process where you would slash the funding. You know, that's how you would do this. That's how you would cut employees, right? If we're spending, I don't know what the budget is for the uh, FBI, it's some obscene number, say um, a half a billion dollars. I don't even know if I'm close or not. But if you're gonna cut the agency, then you need to cut that number by approximately 75%. Most of the costs, of course, of personnel. That's what you do. And the DOJ, you know how many people work for the DOJ? 115,000 people, yes, 115,000 people. If you cut that by, say, 90%, that would leave still 11,000 employees. 11,000 DOJ employees, okay? That's not a small number either. And start with salary cutting right at your buddy Merrick Garland. So, to Jim Jordan, with all due respect, and I like Jim Jordan, but we need results, okay? We don't need another Trey Gowdy. From a prosecutorial sense, we need a Rudy Giuliani. Not a Trey Gowdy, a Rudy Giuliani. Remember, I'm talking Rudy Giuliani in the 1980s. Rudy Giuliani was all alone, taking down the mob, basically. And he, and, and, and he did a fantastic job. That's why we know about Rudy Giuliani, and that's why he became mayor, because he was well-known and a successful prosecutor. So we need a Rudy Giuliani, not a Trey Gowdy, okay? And you, Jim Jordan, and the rest of the folks in this current Congress, you have a shot right now. You, you have a window, and you need to go through it on behalf of the American people. And from a fiscal standpoint, uh, we need an Elon Musk in the federal government. We need someone who's going to say, you know what, FBI, you can do the job with 9,000 people instead of 37,000. You know what, DOJ, you can do the job with 11,000, not 115,000. You got to start somewhere because clearly we have a problem. I am incensed by this. I am. I am losing sleep over this, frankly. The FBI is emblematic of the entire federal government, the entire federal Leviathan. The IRS is just as out of control. And you do the same thing with the IRS. The Republicans control the House of Representatives, therefore they control the spending. Now is the moment in time, Kevin McCarthy, where you have to tell you have to really grow a spine on this one, Kevin. I know your entire life, your entire political career, you've just been a chameleon with no spine. 
Now is the time, Kevin McCarthy. You need to grow a spine and allow Jim Jordan and the rest of your crew to put teeth in what they're doing. Because right now, they're just gumming it. It's going nowhere. There's no teeth. There's some decent sound bites out there. It's being completely ignored by the, by the mainstream media. But I'll tell you what, if you start slicing into the FBI at a rate I'm talking about, and slicing into the DOJ at a rate I'm talking about, they will ignore no more, and you will have everybody's attention. Not that that's important. The important thing here is doing what's right on behalf of the American people. And what the American people deserve is accountability here because we have a federal government out of control and it's emblematic in the FBI and the, the DOJ particularly, but also the other agencies as well, no doubt about it. But the FBI and the DOJ is a great place to start. The GOP Congress needs to slash both of these agencies now. It's now or never. It's now before it's too late. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.